This is the Hog Kong Football Yes, 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 we're back again with the Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong in a week in which Kichi leave it late to book a South Korean AFC date. Pegasus hope a Chansu key booster can lead them into a prosperous year of the rooster. And guys who were only invited because the other team didn't show up, go and win the Lunar New Year Cup. We've got so much to talk about today and let's just get right into it. It's Good to have you here in this first Hong Kong football podcast of the year of the rooster. Happy New Year to you. My name, as always, is James Legg, and I am not joined today by Tobias Duser. Toby, the bastard, is in mainland China, so he cannot speak with us today. Let's get right to it with the game on Wednesday night, which just, it seems ages ago now. And Kichi beating Hanoi 3-2 in just what a game. I, what a game at the, the Hong Kong Stadium. I, I don't care. We can, we can talk about formations and individual performances and whatever. But what we saw on Wednesday night was just the kind of football match that makes us want to keep watching and that reminds us why we have these heroes and why we even care about groups of 11 men just in the same silly uniform kicking a blown up piece of plastic around the field. Whatever you think of Kichi, whether you like them or not, they just it was just such an exciting game to watch and it was such a good performance from them in terms of constantly going for the win and constantly coming back after, after setback and setback and game going into extra time. They were knocked back, they fought back, they went ahead, they were pulled back, and then in their 123rd minute of the game, they pop up with a goal from Lamcar White. I've never even seen him score a header. Has he even played that long on the pitch before? You know, he was while he was celebrating the goal, he was cramping up for crying out loud. And at a time in which, whether it be wherever you look in the world in America and Hong Kong it just seems as though the bad guys keep winning and the game is rigged against people with good ideas and people who aren't dickheads it's nice to be reminded that sometimes the team that wins is the side that just doesn't stop and that just keeps going at it and it was it was just such, such a good game to watch and let's just let's actually talk about the football Kichi lined up in this really interesting way. They had there's some kind of debate over this. I mean, it was certainly three at the back and then they had these flying wing backs of Lo Kuan Yi on the right and Tong King Man on the left. And then they had what looks like a really impressive midfield duo of Christian Vadoch and Huang Yang with Fernando and Lam Kao Wai playing as these kind of inside forwards along with Sandro up top. And I thought it worked really well. Kichi dominated the first half. They hit the bar twice with extremely impressive shots from Huang Yang and Sandro. They kept moving the ball around nicely, but it became pretty obvious that that was what Hanoi wanted. Hanoi were happy to let Kichi have the ball. 
and going in at half time at nil nil was a worry I think for Kitchy fans because it was yeah this is exactly what Hanoi want they clearly waiting for the game to slow down a little bit so that they can hit Kitchy on the break and although it didn't come from a, a straight from a, a break it was through a very slick pass and move from Hanoi that they took the lead in the 72nd minute through Gonzalo who was helped a little bit by Kitchy goalkeeper Wang Zhenpeng who let the ball slip under him but Kitchy then just rained balls into the opposition box and with five minutes left of the 90 Sandro dinked one home to take the game into extra time and in the second half of extra time Alex who had already assisted the Sandro goal after coming on in the 70th minute scored a header off another set play but injured himself so badly that he had to go off leaving Kitchy with 10 men and having to defend this lead they did not that defend that lead very well only three minutes later because Gonzalo scored again again helped by Wang Zhenpeng who again did not cover himself in glory and Hanoi seemed happy to frustrate Kitchy and take the game all the way to penalties but Chu Ji Kwong fair play he did not want to see the game go to penalties even though Kitchy was down to 10 men through the, because of the injury and they still went for the throat and in the 124th minute of the match with very nearly the final kick Fernando whipped in a free kick and Lam Kawai Kichi stalwart Hong Kong football stalwart possibly the shortest man on the pitch tops up unmarked to nod it home and the hysteria among the Kichi fans was just so much fun to be a part of I mean the guy <laughs> I, I, I've been looking at the stats, right? So Lam Kawai, he's 32. I think he's not, he's not the youngest. He's never been known for his mobility or for his high energy levels. And I've been looking at the stats, right? He, he's played 11, he's made 11 appearances this season for Kichi. And that, that involves substitution appearances and when he starts the game. And if you take into account all of those appearances, the average time that he spent on the pitch is 49 minutes. And the fact that he had to play two hours of football in the midfield keep having to buzz around and then three minutes into the extra time at the end of that to pop up with the header such an important goal for Kichi it was it was just a brilliant moment well done to him well done to the Kichi team I, I thought Fernando was really good as usual Huang Yang was really good and some of the players who had to come in because of Restrictions on foreign players played really well as well, like uh, Tonking Man. One of the people I thought was interesting was um, the the young guy Hirokani, who had, came on for Lo Kuan Yi to play as that kind of right wing back, and he didn't actually have the best of games. But I was so impressed by the fact that even after he was making mistakes, he, he lost the ball once, he still was crying out for the ball at every moment, even at these times when it was just such a tense game, there was so much to be won and lost. I know for a fact if I was on the pitch there, I would have been, all right, I'll just stay in my position. I'll, I'll make sure I do, do what's asked of me, but not for more. And to see a young player always crying out for the ball, even when things have gone a little bit badly the last time he had it, I think that's really impressive to see. And that's a great attitude to see from young players who were coming through. And yeah, it was great. Uh, because of the timing of this podcast, I guess it's a little bit silly to talk about it too much because it was a little while ago now, but. We'll talk a little bit more later about Kichi's next game, which they've booked against Ulsan Hyundai, we think. Uh, more on that later. So, just in the last few hours, 
the Lunar New Year Cup final was played between Kichi and Auckland City. And this is interesting because Auckland City were only invited to this tournament because the Australian under-23s team declined at very short notice to come and play in the Lunar New Year Cup. Yeah, and, and Auckland have just gone and won it. Uh, they beat Seoul 1-0 in their semi-final and they've beaten Kichino 1-0. The goal coming from Clayton Lewis after what sounds like some good play from Emiliano Tade. Good for Auckland. Well done to them. And yeah, good to see an entertainer Lunar New Year Cup at the Hong Kong Stadium. Although the Kichi team that played was a little bit of a HKPL representative team. It was very interesting to see players like Nikola Komasec, for my money, the player of the season so far in the Premier League, Zhao Amir, who's had a great season for Pegasus so far, and Diego Higino of Yunlong, all playing in Kichi colours. In fact, Higino got the goal against Mwangtong United in the, in the semi-final, and Nikola Komasec missed the penalty, but then he was mysteriously allowed to take it again and scored that time but yeah Nikola Komazes looks great in a, in a kitschy shirt I think he should play in it all the time if you ask me um, one player who Nikola Komazes won't be playing with anymore is Chan Su Ki who has finally made that transfer that he's been asking for for a while to Pegasus the reported transfer fee is 200,000 Hong Kong dollars Probably a good thing for him in terms of game time. He hasn't been getting much of it at South China and he certainly isn't considered the main man anymore by, by any stretch of the imagination, especially with the arrival of this guy, Marco Perovic. Someone else who's left South China is Ryan Griffiths, another player, attacking midfielder forward who wasn't getting involved as much as he probably would have liked. He has gone back to his native Australia to play for Western Sydney Wanderers in the A-League. One of the other things I saw this week was a picture that Nathan Law, the legislator, Law Kun Chung of Demasisto, posted online of him proudly with a Arsenal shirt. Arsenal, of course, of the English Premier League. I never knew he was much of a football fan, actually, although I, I think he was one of the pro-democracy politicians who showed their face at the Hong Kong national team matches last year. But it amuses me that someone from the Pan-Democrats here in Hong Kong would support a team that's well-known to be likable, principled, sensible, but ultimately doomed to failure. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that's some kind of inspiration he gets for his um, party's exploits, I don't know. Hopefully not doomed to failure, but still it just Something that I noticed. I also, actually speaking of the Lunar New Year Cup this weekend, I noticed uh, one of his pan-democratic colleagues, long hair, Leung Kwok Hong, was at the game as well. Well-known football fan, of course. And I, I just had some news, in fact, that it was 8,500 people at the Lunar New Year Cup final on Tuesday, which is pretty impressive for a game at the Hong Kong Stadium. Shows that some people still care about local Hong Kong football. And it still it seems to have this kind of place in Hong Kong tradition, the Lunar New Year Cup, and it it's good. People people want to go. It's kind of like in Europe we have Boxing Day football 
And I think it's a little bit like that. People like to go and often as a family go and watch the game, the big New Year Cup game. Were you there? Get in touch. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you think of the Lunar New Year Cup final and what kind of a place it has in Hong Kong because it's funny that you'll get so many people to go to a game which actually doesn't really mean that much. And also, please do get in touch because as we've discussed, Toby's away, so I don't have anyone to talk to about this stuff. Podcast at offside.hk. That's podcast at offside.hk. That's our email address. It would be good to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be on the New Year Cup. You can get in touch and talk about anything. We can talk politics, maybe. Politics, if there's a football slant, I'm interested. Or you can tell me how wrong you think I am about certain things. Or there's probably this great player who we've been ignoring for ages who deserves some kind of mention. Please get in touch. It'd be good to hear from you. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. Because this weekend... We'll see the return of the Hong Kong Premier League. And we're going to talk about it after this quick break. The Hong Kong Football Podcast is out every Wednesday. You can get it from iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so I guess the first thing to note about these games coming up this weekend is that Kitchy versus Pegasus has been postponed. That is because of congestion of Kitchy's fixture list, what with the big game against Ulsan Hyundai coming up. So they've been allowed to postpone that, which seems like probably a good idea, given that they start from quite a disadvantage anyway. HKFC though, will be playing against Southern. Not great for them so far this season. They've played Southern three times, East KFC, and they've lost 7-0, 5-1, and 2-0. So they'll probably be a little wary about Southern's goal threat. And this could be a continuation of a real resurgence for Southern, because as we discussed last week, they have had a real resurgence in the last few months, much better than they were in the first quarter of the season. Still waiting for Marco Della Spada, the former kitschy striker, to get a goal. Would be good for him to get himself off the mark. And this might be a good opportunity because they have scored a lot of goals against HKFC recently. Although, as we also discussed last week, HKFC looked quite good last time out against Yuen Long. They looked much more solid. And as long as they can keep their energy levels up, then actually could give some of the other teams in the league a good game. That game will be at HKFC, 8pm on Friday night. So get down there. Although you have to pay $60 for a pint of Asahi. So if you get two of them, that's actually going to cost you more than your ticket to the game. But, you know, take your own in maybe, I don't know. Although I don't think that's allowed, so technically I shouldn't condone it, but... Eh. I am suggesting it. After that, at 2.30 on Saturday, the 4th of February, Rangers will take on South China. Not at their normal home of Chinky Sports Ground, but at Shamsuri Po. I don't know why. Um, maybe something to do with New Year celebrations in Chingyi. 
that doesn't sound credible. Let's see. Let's find out. I'll find out for you and I'll tell you next week after it's happened. South China looking a little bit resurgent. They look very good against BC Glory Sky last time out. This new guy, Perovic, looking very impressive. And could be looking to do some more damage against Rangers. That game, by the way, will be streamed live in the usual places uh, on YouTube, on on.cc. So be sure to check it out if you can't make it to the stadium. Although the Shamshui Po Sports Ground is a very nice place to watch football. So maybe, you know, make the trip to Cheng Shawan MTR station and see how you get along. After that, on Sunday, the 5th, Taipo will play RNF. At their home of the Typo Sports Ground, the Typo Samba Boys, everything's looking pretty good for them at the moment. They had that draw against Easton, the Sapling Cup win against Kitchi, and the battering of Rangers in the league. So they're looking really good, especially since the arrival of Hong Kong's Ita Parika, who might be looking to do some damage in this game against RNF, who still need to sort their shit out, let's be honest. Okay, so update on that Rangers news about them not playing at Ching Yi and playing at Shamshui Po instead. Apparently, that was planned all along this season. I think it has something to do with Ching Yi, sports ground, some kind of renovation or, or maintenance work. So, actually, I shouldn't have been that surprised. I was probably told and then I forgot again. So, sorry about that. And then at 5.30 on that Sunday... What I think is probably the biggest game of the weekend. Certainly the most exciting game of the weekend. Also going to be streamed live so you can watch it without even leaving your home if you so wish. But I would recommend you go to the Mongkok Stadium for Eastern versus Yunlong. Yunlong look great at the moment. They really look like they're enjoying their football. They're having some really good results. And some commentators, I'm not naming any Austrians in particular... But some commentators have suggested that they could even be involved in the title race this year. If they are to be involved, then this is the kind of game they definitely have to win. This could be huge. It's going to be a very entertaining game. They're both teams who rely more on their attack than they do on their defence. Neither of them has the best defensive record, but they are the two highest scorers in the league this year. 30 goals for Eastern, 29 for Yoon Long and who knows by the end of this week Yoon Long's total could be bigger than Easton's how exciting I'm looking forward to that game I think it's going to be really good if I had to choose and I had to call it I don't know um, let's look at those fixtures again I'm going to go through them one by one HKFC versus Southern I think that's an easy one to call I think Southern are going to win that one as much as I think HKFC have improved over the last couple of months I think South China will beat Rangers I think Taipo will beat RNF and then this is where it gets hard Eastern versus Yunlong I really want it to be this kind of exciting cat amongst the pigeons performance in which Yunlong beat Eastern but at the end of the day, I think Easton's team has more quality all over the pitch than Yun Long's. But then again, Taipo got that draw against Easton, didn't he? So things aren't 
great for them at the moment. You know, they just lost the Senior Shield final as well. I'm, I'm torn. I can't. I can't say. But I am going to back. I'm going to back Yoon Long. I think there's going to be an upset here, and Yoon Long are going to really throw the whole race wide open. But that's everything for the Premier League this weekend. Big weekend, especially that game we just talked about. But also, you know, look at South China versus Rangers as well. You don't quite know which way that's going to go. Maybe Rangers are going to turn Shamshui Po Sports Ground into their fortress, which they never quite managed at Yi. But the big game this week, surely, in Hong Kong football is Kichi's game. Somewhere in the south of South Korea, we don't actually yet know for sure who their opponent is going to be. It is supposed to be Ulsan Hyundai. So Ulsan finished fourth in the K-League last year and will be tough opposition for Kichi. However, however, let's take a, a little roll back to explain what's actually happened here. Kichi was supposed to play Jeju United a team based on Jeju, the, the small island off the south coast of South Korea. Then another of the teams from South Korea that was supposed to play in the tournament, Jeonbuk Motors, were kicked out of the tournament for involvement in match fixing. Now this is something that they would have been fined for in South Korea, but they were kicked out of the AFC Champions League for it as well. Now Jeonbuk, on Friday are going to appeal this disqualification. And it seems unlikely that they will succeed. But if they do, then what that means is that Jumbo could be reinstated, meaning that Ulsan Hyundai would drop out of the AFC Champions League altogether and Jeju United would drop into South Korea's qualifying place, which means that they would play against Kichi. Now, it's quite lucky, I guess, that the two teams aren't too far away from each other. Ulsan being on the south coast of South Korea and Jeju being off the south coast of South Korea. But anyway, I think we can assume for now that Kichi will be playing against Ulsan. Now, Ulsan, what do we know about them? They finished fourth in the K-League last year. And the K-League, as I guess we all know, is one of the strongest leagues in Asia, if not the strongest. And therefore, they're going to be quite a test for Kichi. I guess that Kichi will have to play very much, and I suppose what you could call this, an away team's performance. This is a one-legged game. That is to say that there's only one leg. I don't mean that you have to play it one-legged. That would be silly. But no away goals. And if there's a draw, it'll go to extra time and penalty. And Kichi, I guess, will have to do to Ulsan, or try to do to Ulsan, what Hanoi tried to do to Kichi, which is to play very much on the break, play defensively, absorb possession, and actually... They can do that. They do have a very good defence. They have the best defence in the Hong Kong Premier League. They've only conceded four goals in the league this year from 12 games. But I can already hear you saying, yeah, but they don't normally play opposition as good 
as Ulsan and also they normally play very much in possession which we assume they're not going to play in this game. Another thing that might be in Kitchi's favour is that they're very much in the swing of their season whereas Ulsan were actually just in pre-season so hopefully from a Hong Kong football point of view that means that Kichi will have a certain amount of match sharpness and momentum going into this game and they've had some really really good results recently the Hanoi game was a big result the Senior Shield final against Easton was another really good result both games in which they conceded but still won and they're certainly in with a chance there's you know, Hong Kong football seems some weird stuff over the last year or so. The Hong Kong national team can get nil-nil draws against China on more than one occasion. And I think that Kichi can, in one all-or-nothing game, get a result against Ulsan. So let's let's see what happens. It's I know a lot of Kichi fans are making the trip. I hope you have fun. Good luck to you there. And it will be live on Fox Sports. Make sure to watch it. If you're, you know, if you're not making the trip yourself, then get down there and watch this game because it's going to be a big game. Hopefully, it'll be a good, close, competitive, entertaining game. But it, it could also be the last game that you're going to see Kitchen play in in continental competition for the season. Because yeah, after this, this isn't one of those situations where if you lose in qualifying, you can drop down into the AFC Cup. That 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 isn't going to happen this year. I would imagine Kitchen will try and start out with the same team as they did against Hanoi just maybe configure it a little bit more defensively they'll certainly have that back three of Helio and Kim Bok Jin and Kim Dong Jin both of the Kims South Korean players maybe that'll give them some kind of insight or prior knowledge into how these teams are going to line up or about individual players or at least they'll be used to the environment and the won't be out of sorts because of being in a different country or anything like that so yeah you never know make sure to watch the game I think it's going to be really exciting I think I think it would be great for Hong Kong football to have two teams in the group stage of the Asia Champions League don't forget Eastern are already there and yeah good luck to Kichi in this game representing Hong Kong and that is about it for this week it's been a great week of football i think next week is going to be even better like i say look out for those live games rangers versus south china and eastern versus yulong on saturday and sunday respectively they're definitely going to be worth watching if you can't make it down to the stadium if you can then go and do that i will speak to you next week when it will be me and toby back together again until then have a very happy new year I hope it brings you happiness and prosperity and I hope your team wins this weekend. Bye bye.